This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Man, I'm going hard, guys, to get you an episode out right now. Monday, Monday was busy. Happy Memorial Day, by the way. Hope you guys had an awesome Memorial Day with family, friends, and us remembering those that have fallen. That will never be forgotten. There's so many wars and so many things that have happened over the years that we cannot forget. And even stuff such as 9-11, I mean, those that have fallen... You know, Memorial Day, we for sure is about you know World War Two, World War One, Vietnam, Korean War, Iraqi, the Iraqi War, the Afghanistan War, the War in Afghanistan. I mean, we just keep going back. We'll just I'm gonna stop there. But the sacrifice, the people that I know that didn't come home, we can we're will literally forever live indebted to those people that have sacrificed their lives, their families too. We kind of forget about that sometimes, but it's not just the the men that died or the women. It's also the families, the children, the moms, the dads, the aunts, the uncles, the wives that have lost them. So we want to say from the bottom of our hearts, we are so thankful. We didn't drop a podcast on Memorial Day because I just didn't, you know, I know people are doing stuff and a lot of people are off work. So and I meant to do one Monday, but then was spending a ton of time with family. So I thought that was a good reason not to get one out. Now, as far as today goes, uh, um, I've been busy about, like I said, I'm basically going hard um, trying to get you guys getting an episode out for today. That I'm getting out, um, I have been slave driving uh, 
honeydew number 5,342. <laughs> That's what you do, gentlemen. If you want to keep your wife happy, your girlfriend happy in duck season, you just got to take care of all the honeydews the other eight or nine months off. More like eight months. So that's what I've been doing. Um, I am laying some pergo laminate wood floor. I don't know if those all three words can go together. Technically, it's a laminate of wood on top. I actually originally thought it was straight wood floor because it's the same stuff we put in about, uh, I don't know, six years ago, maybe seven. Uh, Excuse me, but in our living room, Sarah... Um, we had carpet and that was really my fault. I mean, that's what I like carpet, like in living room bedrooms. I like carpet personally. And, uh, she wanted wood for originally, but I couldn't afford it. And then finally she's been building up her YouTube channel and making money and she'll probably be past me pretty soon. But, uh, she had made enough money and she bought the wood floor for that, um, living room. So I'm like, man, I can't say nothing. I'll lay it, you know, and I've never laid it before. Um, it's really not too hard, but I did make a big old boo-boo. Luckily I wasn't too far in. I, uh, the way the pieces are connecting, they kind of click and pop in and uh, it's pretty thick stuff. It's probably half an inch thick, maybe a hair less, maybe, I don't know, seven sixteen, something like that. But anyways, um, luckily I wasn't too deep before I realized I got to start with a full piece or a piece that's 18 and a half inches or 28 and a half, something, give or take, whatever. But if I start a piece between 18 and a half and 28 and a half, uh, then the end doesn't come out right and it just doesn't work because you can't, the way this stuff works, it's got to click in. You can have it flush on the end, but in the middle pieces, it's got to click and pop in, so... Anyways, I just watched my my wife's cat attack my daughter. <laughs> oh, cats are so creepy. But anyways, before we get in a little bit further, I did want to remind you guys, um, check out, if you're looking for more waterfowl content or anything, check out the Duck Gun Podcast. It's my buddy Jordan and Elliot over there. Oh, and check out Josh uh, from Outdoor Limits. He's got the Outdoor Limits podcast. Check those guys out. If you're looking for more content, I highly suggest going over there. Now, to get in further, I have a couple things to clean up, and then I'm going to answer some questions. So, I said something on the last podcast about Joe Biden not losing a child. He has lost a child. I didn't look into the details, but I, I made a mistake. I was wrong. He has lost a child, and I can't imagine what he went through. So he can relate. I said something about him not being able to relate. So I was wrong. I didn't do enough research and study on that. So I apologize publicly that I was wrong in that statement. Someone else corrected me. And then another thing, and I'm going to reach out to to you, and I don't have my phone with me to look up your name, uh, but I was actually going to invite you on the podcast. You are uh, the, A gentleman reached out to me on Instagram. He is a PA. And which which is a physician's assistant, I believe, is what he said, a PA. So um, he said he does not make any monetary gain um, from uh, doing prescriptions, which he does his best not to do that from what he said. I wish I had my phone on me. Let me see if I can yell at my wife and have her bring it to me. Hold on. Uh, I don't know if she hears me or not. I muted it for a second. Let's see if I can get her. T- oh, hey, can you bring me my phone, please? I, l- I think it's in the kitchen. 
Uh, I'm going to read your message, um, but I'd like to invite you on the podcast um, and talk to you a little bit more about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, trying to do stuff the healthy way and stuff like that. Um, but I do know the reason I did say and what I said in that podcast is, thank you, my love. <clears throat> She's taking a break off, break tonight. She's not coming on the podcast. Oh, you can go get ready, jump in. Stuff. <laughs> She's asking what I'm talking about. Anyway, she'll be on the next one. Um, let me go find it real quick. Uh, but the reason I said what I said and what I said in that podcast, talking about the mass shooting and all that stuff, what I did say is that doctors do get money from the pharmacies, the pharmaceutical companies to give that out. And I do know that is true. I wouldn't have said that part if I didn't. That's a pretty strong statement. My dad is friends with a lot of doctors, and they do say that that has happened and can happen and and does happen. So, uh, anyways, I didn't just make that up. Hey, no, no. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, let me go to it real quick. Sorry, trying to take, be a dad and uh, do a podcast at the same time. Again, it's late at night. I have been going all day. So what we did I'm, while I'm finding this message, I'll tell you, I uh, got up this morning fairly early and, uh, I've been painting, getting this room painted, doing this remodeling. You've seen some podcast episodes we talked about staying married while you're remodeling. I've been putting up a bunch of trim, which, uh, you know, don't ask me what I think about that. I'm just trying to make her happy because I think it's stupid, but that's just coming from me. And it's so much tedious work, but she's happy and it's going to stay that way for a while. I'm happy. Now, if she wants to change it next year, you're going to see a different me pop out, but Anyways, been doing all that, then painted all the walls, and mind you, mind you, she was going to do all this, right? But it's been sitting and sitting, and she'll do one wall, one coat, and then I'll sit and sit, and I've been working, doing different jobs, you know, for work, and it's like, I don't want to do that, and I don't have time. That was why you started, because you wanted to do it, and she should probably come in and defend herself, but anyways... So guess what? If I if it if it's gonna get done in a timely manner, I gotta end up doing it. She knows that, whether she admits it or not. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So I end up waking up this morning. She actually ripped the carpet up and cut it while I was gone at a, a back appointment. Get my back uh, deep tissue, man. I've had some major. It's really in my shoulder. How do, I I think it's from side sleeping. And she told me it wasn't. She's like eight years old, but she can make you cry man <laughs> um but uh she uh was saying it's not, a lot of people say it's their bed um that's hurting their back or their neck or whatever their pillows but she said it's your body and that's why they need you know and of course i guess they're gonna say that when they're making money off the deep tissue but i tell you what this is the fourth time, so I went once a week for four weeks, and literally she's almost got my shoulder. I started doing um, incline bench press again. I couldn't even do it for like three months. My left arm, actually, my, my buy and try was actually shrinking because I couldn't even do a normal curl. Like those two things hurt the most. Incline bench and like barbell curl. Uh, and, every, you know, so it's just like, oh, so frustrating because we work out very faithfully and have I have for the last uh, nine years now, actually. So, oh, it's been rough just laying off or skipping certain things. But uh, I think I found this message I was wanting to show you guys. 
I was just trying to talk about that while I get this fixed up. No, that wasn't it either. Oh, here it is. Uh, Brandon. So let me go to his page real quick. See, it just says Brandon. Okay, so it says he's a, an emergency medicine PA hyphen C. So I don't, actually don't know what that C means. I know PA is a physician assistant, but maybe it says husband, father, uh, lot door out. Lot, lots of outdoor activities. That's on his Instagram. But yeah, Brandon, I need to hit you up and message you back. You probably haven't even realized I read your message, but he was saying, um, he as a medical provider, he doesn't get paid by ph pharmaceutical companies, but he does agree on the reimbursement based on what they call the standard standard of care does incur. Uh, but the world is a messed up place, no doubt. I try to do what's best for my patients, no doubt. Most recently, they are pushing this antiviral medication for COVID. I refuse to prescribe it, but the corporate medicine is going to make that difficult. Strange place in medicine, no doubt, that you feel forced to prescribe things. Anyways, thanks again for the content. So I'm going to reach out to you, Brandon, and uh, message you back. But um, yeah, there's just, uh, I don't you know, I know he's probably got to be careful what he says, but it's just crazy the things that happen, the way prescriptions are. But I did want to plug in and bring on, let me double check. I think his name was Colin. Yes, Colin Young. So he sent in on the the Apple, the app, the Telby. Um, I put this out there and it's all in the description. No one sends them in, but thanks, Colin, for sending in. I think it's such a great way for you guys to be on the podcast. And let your voice be heard and ask your question that way because sometimes it's too hard to email or put in the way the words that you want. If you can just talk, it's a lot easier. But you brought up a good point. I want to talk about this is going to be a shorter podcast, but you brought up a really good thing that we had mentioned lightly. So I'm going to play this right now. This is from Colin Young, and this involves uh, more waterfall stuff. Okay. Hey, Titus, Thomas, and Travis. This is Colin. I'm 21. I love listening in on the podcast. Uh, this is my third year hunting waterfowl. I heard you guys talking about shot string and overleading when you shoot a crossing bird. I also heard you guys say that certain aftermarket choke tubes would shorten that shot string. So I was just wondering if you guys could elaborate on some of that. All right. Great question. Um, I know we kind of we've elaborated on that a lot, Colin. Thanks for sending that in, by the way. And if you guys want to do that, let me give you the link right now to be able to send a message in like that because I think it's such a great way for you guys to ask your questions that are hard to kind of type out or just a pain in the rear to type all that out. Let's see if I can do this without. Okay. So what you put in. In your browser, on your phone, just go to Google or whatever and put in say hi, S-A-Y-H-I dot chat forward slash the MVM show. Or you can just go to the podcast uh, show notes and it's right there and you just click on the link and send it in. But anyways, he was asking, Colin, you asked about shot string and chokes and leading birds. Basically, uh, let me put this down so I can... I could talk for days about this. I literally love talking about this stuff right here. It's just so fascinating to me, and it makes such a big difference. And uh, by the way, welcome to the Waterfowl community on your third year. Waterfowl, and I'm sure you're more addicted than you were the first uh, the first season, so it's cool that you're sticking in there, and I appreciate you listening to the show. Okay, on shot string, I'm not going to give you exacts because every gun 
um, the amount of powder, uh, every gauge, powder, load, all these things are going to make the shot string different. But if you can, visualize in your mind, okay, let's say, I don't know, I'm just going to make something like 250, excuse me, I told you I was tired, 250 pellets. I'm just calling them pellets. Man, some people get so mad about that. I have BBs, pellets, whatever you want to call them. Shot. 250 pieces of shot in a shot shell. Or let's say in a number four. And there is a diagram you can go check out, Colin, if you want, on Google. You can just Google in uh, amount of pellets in a number three-inch four-shot still. You can actually look it up, give or take. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be pretty close. Anyways, if you got 250 separate pieces of shot and you pull that trigger, boom, and it opens up and it's coming out, okay? When it first comes out, it's pretty close together, but as it's coming out, it's kind of coming out in a string, right? And the farther it gets from the end of your barrel after you shot, the more it's stretching out, okay? So the front BB's out in front, the back one, and the farther it goes, now we're at 10 yards. It's a, you know, maybe it's in a foot shot string from front to back if you're looking from the side view. You get to 20 yards, maybe it's two feet. You get to 40 yards, maybe it's four foot. So there's a four foot, if you're looking from a side view of someone shooting across in front of you, maybe there's a four foot string of pellets or shot stretched out, kind of scattered, right, in a normal choke. Um, there is some slow-mo ones you can check out on YouTube. I actually would like to make one, but I got to get a special camera to re- record that. That's like super, super slow-mo. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyways, now, imagine this, okay? You're shooting at a duck, and he's cross. it's a crossing shot. That's why I say you almost can't lead too much. Because if you're following that bird and it's going from your right to your left and you're following it and you shoot way out in front of it, and I have shot in front, but let's just say that bird's 30 yards and you shoot way out in front of it and let's say you have a four-foot shot string stretched out by the time that hits that 30 yards. I'm just making that up, right? Okay. Maybe the front of your your pattern or your shot string has already went past where the bird's going to intersect that. But maybe the middle to the back of that straw string will hit that bird. Okay? So this is two different things right here. We're talking about shot string. Then we're also talking about shortening that. Right now I'm talking about just the shot string in general. So if you have a longer shot string, you have more margin for error technically. Because they could that bird could run it cross intersect that shot string more in the middle or the back if you overlead it. Um that's why I say just try to get out in front of the bird because more likely you'll hit. Sometimes you think, oh, I'm going to shoot way in front of it, and then that bird folds, okay? Hopefully I made that clear enough. That's kind of the mindset of shot string. Now, there's chokes that shorten that straw string or make a better pattern. So when I say a better pattern, if you're looking straight on a target, it's going to make that pattern better in general, meaning fuller and no gaps or blanks in there and keep it in a tighter group instead of letting it just like a bunch of little, you know, um, I say strays, there's a better word for it, but uh, it will let, sometimes if you'll notice on a pattern when you're shooting on a big paper, a big 
four by four piece of white paper in a 30 inch circle, you'll see those little stragglers or strays kind of one up here. Like why in the world was the majority of the pattern right here? And then one, one off. Okay. Well that an aftermarket choke, not that you got to get an aftermarket. I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying you, your gun's not going to shoot good out of the box with the factory chokes. And I'm not saying that. Um, but the point is, if you want to get better and accurate and get the best groupings, try things out, right? Just try them out because a lot of choke companies will let you try it out for so many days and then you can send it back if you don't like it. So try it out if you have ammo to waste, which a lot of us don't now. But anyways, the Pattern Master Code Black Duck. Okay, and I've heard lots of good things about the Pattern Master Code Black Goose. It makes it even tighter. And I believe it's a little longer. On the extended part of that choke, you know, um, dude, I, I've used kicks for a long time. I used to use the factory chokes, but then I couldn't go full with the factory with my steel. You can't shoot steel out of a factory full choke. And I wanted to try full out. So I knew I had to go aftermarket. So I bought, I did buy Pattern Master first, but I can't remember which one I bought and I did not like it at all. So I, I sent it back. Then I tried kicks out and I loved it. And I still love kicks to this day. A kicks, a kicks high, fi, kicks high flyer, full choke. Love it. Still love it. I still have it. I'm not getting rid of it. I'll throw it back in at some point in time. Okay. Well, then a friend of mine uh, that has a channel, he suggested, why don't you try the Pattern Master Code Black Duck? It shortens the shot string. And meaning, Instead of stretching that all out, now let's now let's imagine looking straight at a duck. We're not looking at a side profile anymore. We're shooting at this duck, right? Let's say it's backpedaling, coming right into our face at 20 yards, and it's backpedaling like this, and we're we're it's right in front of us. Now, the advantage of a shorter shot string, and I like it, is there's more of the shot hitting the bird all at once instead of it. At 20 yards being a, a foot and a half shot string where it's like an accordion, right? The first, the front of it's hitting and then da -da 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 -da, like it's all hitting it in instead of, instead of one big mass impact. And I will tell you, it was a big difference. That Pattern Master Black Duck, when it hit, it knocked the snot out of him. It was throwing birds back. It was blowing feathers off. Some people were freaking out in our YouTube videos like, oh my goodness, you know, and there ain't nothing left to eat. Now, I will say Thomas is factory full, and he was shooting bismuth because you can shoot softer metals through a factory full. And I hope I'm not going too fast from confusing you, <laughs> Colin, but that combo is insane, and it's too much, honestly, um, for closer range birds. It was plastering those birds. Now, I will say this, as the birds plumed out, not long after that, they wasn't doing that to birds. And that was still in the early season. Shooting tons of mallards. It never tore them up and never tore them apart. So I don't know. My thoughts are these birds were early, early season. They didn't. Their plumage wasn't very thick. So it was contacting better. That or Thomas just, they were closer than we thought they were. I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to end this here. I'm kind of rambling a little bit. And I hope I'm making sense. But. The Powder Master Code Black Duck, I used all year last season, and man, I loved it. It was just blowing feathers off. Now, the meat was perfectly fine. All the birds, all the mallards I shot, there wasn't nothing messed up about their breast meat. It would just hit them like 
a brick. I mean, knock them completely hopeless. And then pairing that with heavy bismuth or heavy 12 or even heavy metal at times, whatever one I would shoot, those birds didn't have a prayer, and which means no second up, secondary or follow-up shots. I've seen guys drop birds at 15 yards and still have to shoot the guys that are shooting straight still and saying, I shoot the cheap stuff and then blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, I did two for years. I'm not knocking that. But I will say a lot of times, even if they're close, you still got to follow up sometimes when they're on the water. Mallards are very, very hardy birds. When I hit them with the Powermaster Code Black Duck with heavy bismuth, heavy 12, or even heavy metal, they aren't moving. It's over. It's lights out, man. It's done. <laughs> there ain't no more flinching. There ain't no more chasing them into the toolies. You know, there's there's none of that. And that's what how it was. I shot Super X for years and years and years. I shot Federal Blue Box. They're, the good ammo is me. But it makes a difference the choke you use, and it makes a difference the ammo you use. And, okay, I'm paying less to shoot straight still but I'm having to shoot more shells per season. And I'm building up a log of that because people are going to like, oh, yeah, right, whatever, you know. I'll build, I'm building a log right now. I will tell you right now, um, I had uh, multiple days that I shot, um, not, not this, I had a day I shot eight shells for seven birds, eight shells. That was a code black or a Powermaster code black duck with heavy 12. That stuff's nasty. I won't shoot that very often. I will tell you that. That stuff's so expensive. But it was a specific thing that I, at Mallards and they're tough birds and it's easy to lose them and I needed them dead. Um, so that's why I took it on that specific hunt. That was eight shells for seven birds. Um, and I had this year, I had multiple 10 to 14 shell days for seven bird limits, multiple, like at least I would say the majority of my hunts, honestly, and I hunted a lot. Um, I did have two, I had one day I shot 27. That was terrible. And I had another day that I shot 25 on the button and Thomas, if he was sitting here, you know exactly what days those were. And one of those days, I didn't even have none of my film stuff. I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this day. I ended up not enjoying it as much because I was frustrated at my shooting. To me, I, and I know, trust me, when I first started hunting for a few years, trust me, I was shooting several years. I was shooting a box, box and a half, you know, easily. So I'm not knocking anybody because that's just part of learning. Wing shooting's tough, right? But that's why you get better, you progress, and, and I, the shot cams helped me big time. And then better ammo, better truck, just all those combos, just everything, and just experience, right? You just start learning how to lead birds or are being very picky on your shots, not taking stuff. I don't shoot shots that I used to shoot. I don't take those farther shots that I used to. I'll let them, let them pass sometimes. If I, I'm not going to just fling ammo up in the air for no reason. But um, I would say, man, I would say... I don't want to exaggerate. I, I just got to keep keep tracking everything. That way I can use actual numbers. But I had multiple, multiple dozen to two dozen 10 to 15 shell hunts with seven bird limit. Because out here in California, if you're not from here, it's you can shoot seven birds. Actually, you know, Washington, Idaho, 
you can you can do that too. So I believe Oregon as well. Excuse me. But um, that's taken lots of time. I've taken lots of years hunting. I've I've hunted for uh, what are we at right now? Man, twenty two years, solid. I I went when my first duck hunt was nine, which is almost thirty years ago now. January would be thirty years, but I didn't really start going where I was going, Travis, and by myself and all that stuff until I was sixteen. But and I'm thirty eight now, so anyways, um, hopefully that stuff helped, and I, I love talking about that stuff. I could jump on a podcast anytime and do that. So yeah, I know. Sorry guys, I was yawning a bunch. It has been a long day. It's almost ten o'clock at night. I got. I wanted to get this out for you. So I'm recording it the day before, and um, I will probably try to record another one after work tomorrow to get another one out, maybe hopefully for you guys by Friday. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. Hopefully that answered your question, Colin. Had to clear up some stuff on the other end for some other podcasts, and thanks for listening. As always, guys, thanks for rating, reviewing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, go in there, write some reviews. If you guys like this show, we'll see you guys on the next one. We're excited. Oh,